What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... <coughs> I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Well, <laughs> well, how do you feel about trying that out now? Switching back and forth with well, well, well. Just let's something to spice it up. Should we try let's again? do it one more time. Yeah. Okay. Well. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Somehow it's even more cringy. It's so bad. Okay. I don't even want to talk about it anymore because we already spent enough time talking about how it's cringy true. it is. Let's it's just true. move, move right, on, right on past it. How are you feeling this morning? Oh. <sighs> I'm not super well. I'm not super well. I well, I don't want to get, you know, too graphic too quickly on this podcast, but like I will tell you that last night I did lay awake after our intense day of eating and I just muttered like something's got to give. <laughs> like one way or another because I was just I mean, I'm never I never take Pepto-Bismol, but I took Pepto I was downing Pepto-Bismol last night because my stomach hurt. So, it was like an incredible meal. Let me let's let me you know, let's set the get, stage for the listeners. Yes, let's talk about it. We okay. went to the most incredible dinner last night. Um, we did. I'm in New York visiting Chandler. Everyone is in New York. It's so fun. I've taken these days off of work. Mm-hmm. So we're really just ensconced with each other right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Um, and that led to, you know, a gorgeous three-hour meal where three we did – Three and a half, four. Three and a half to four hours. I need to edit my Instagram caption. Um, Where we essentially ordered everything on the menu. And when we – our, we asked our server, like, is this going to be too much food? And she was like, no, I'll course it for you. Which <laughs> I will say it was actually the death of, of everything because basically there was – we had, oh. like, a first – so we got there at, like, 5.45, right? Right. To a restaurant called Lilia in Brooklyn. Amazing. Like, I, I was supposed to go there on my birthday, but then, you know, the hurricane kind of thing kind of happened and they, like, closed down um, for that day. Anyways – so we sit down, we proceed to order essentially everything on the menu and we have, we get like our first set of appetizers and then our 25 minutes later, we get our second set of appetizers, 25 minutes later, we get our first course of pasta. Then 45 minutes after that, we get our second course of pasta. And this is where I think everything went wrong. I think that two courses of pasta made me feel like my stomach was full of Elmer's glue. Okay. We got, you guys, we had six people. We got every single like a starter bite like starter thing and not- double of one i'm pretty and, sure and then we ordered double yeah we got like five appetizers and then we got three salads then we I got- honestly forgot about the salads yeah so we had you you didn't even mention the salads so we had five five appetizers three salads then for six people we got eight pastas Eight pasta. Four, like, so four at a time, four, and then in basically 35 to 45 minutes later, another four pastas. And then also each person ordered like four cocktails. Yeah. It was the most decadent meal. I know it's like a, a good we're, – we're really like on a roll when Courtney is like one drink ahead of me. <laughs> like I'm trying to catch up to Courtney. Like that is – it's a good feeling and was, I know we're just having a wonderful time. I mean honestly I felt like we were in Europe or something because the, it was just like an epic night of like feasting and drinking and it was – but it wasn't like – you know, over the top. Nobody was like sloppy. It was just like no. the party kept going. It was just so fun. I mean, actually on the ride home, I was like, wow, I feel like if someone I, like wanted me to do some sort of like engineering for a bridge, I could do it. Like that's how sober oh, I felt. really? Because when you're sober, <laughs> you could engineer a bridge. I don't know. <laughs> the hubris I deal with, the hu- truly the arrogance. Lauren, I would not I, – I would never walk on a bridge that you constructed and I mean that with all the love in my heart. Okay. That is accurate. No, I don't have any business engineering anything. I just mean the level – I felt so sober when I left that yeah. dinner and it was because we'd eaten so much food. Like So much food. Oh my gosh. I mean luckily I had not eaten the entire day pre-dinner. Unfortunately, there were party people in our party who had also had a Chinese well, food lunch. We had had like, you know, dumplings for lunch that were incredible. I also like made myself a protein shake in the morning. Some of us were, you know, already somewhat full. 
when we arrived at the meal. But it was a, an amazing time, truly like an unforgettable dinner. The, the food was out of this world. Um, and Incredible. Yeah. So I do have to come clean on the podcast about something what? that happened yesterday. And you can speak to this because you witnessed it firsthand, but my footwear situation. Okay. Let's talk about it. It was pretty bad. You guys, the picture I posted on Instagram, it was not reality, folks. Okay. I have bought a pair of loafers from Mango, a pair that Courtney posted about. They are really cute. I have been trying to break them in for the past five days in anticipation of this trip. Okay. I've been wearing thick socks. I've been looking like Thomas Jefferson wearing thick socks, like thick white socks with my loafers, like out and about in the world because I wanted to break them in. Okay. I've been doing everything. I bought shoe stretcher spray. I didn't even know that existed, but I bought it. Um, so yesterday I was like, okay, I think I finally broken them in. I think I can wear them. Not true. I get about three good hours in before my heels are bloody. Okay. They've been completely obliterated and I am barely walking. And so for the first attempt to save my feet happens at the Dwayne Reed and the on the Lower East side. Okay. Right. I go go into the convenience store and I look for the blister band-aids. Okay. These have given me reprieve in the past and I'm like, it's fine. I will, I will buy the blister band-aids. I'll put them on. I am also wearing tights. Um, and in New York, there are like no real convenient bathrooms anywhere. And so this is just like a reality that I'm adjusting to. So I just realized that I'm going to have to pull down my tights in this CVS, essentially. There's mm-hmm. lots of chairs for people getting their blood pressure checked or whatever. Uh, somehow there was ample seating, which is actually pretty convenient. So I shimmy my tights down, okay, in Dwayne Reed, and I apply my blister band-aids before I've even bought them. That's how bad the pain is. Okay. I also put moleskin on the back. I'm like triaging oh. this wound. Okay. And within then I, you know, pay for the band-aids, apologize to the staff for using their store as, you know, a dressing room. And Courtney has vid- Courtney takes video of me the whole time taking my tights on and off in Dwayne Reed. And uh, but you know, I walk out of there with my head held high because I think the pain is gonna go away. I think I'm gonna be able to walk around, I'm gonna be able to enjoy this GD vacation. And within 45 minutes, the the wound dressings have completely fallen off and like shifted to like the bottom of my foot so i'm just back to you know nylons and bloodied heels and you know blisters right so wyatt my dear brother-in-law at this point you know he's known me since i was like 14 he you know he's got no shame in saying like chan let's just buy you some new shoes let's just get it over with and at this point we're approaching the flagship tj maxx in Mm -hmm. soho stunning stunning location you know prime real estate he goes i'll buy you any pair of shoes from here and i am i am that desperate i mean i have a cute ass outfit on i have a really cute outfit on but my i can't walk i literally can't walk i'm like hobbling so i reluctantly walk into tj maxx with wyatt courtney won't even be seen courtney says i'll meet you guys after have some brother and sister time um she literally won't walk into tj maxx with us which (laughs) is just like you know pretty classic yes um And Wyatt <laughs> proceeds to show me some waterproof shoes and says, would you, be, would these be of any use to you in the winter? And I said, if my feet were underwater, oh um, I would, I would be seen wearing those. Anyways, we then find some, mm, I'm going to say, what's the word? Some knockoff passable, Uggs? some passable knockoff Uggs, low, low rise black Uggs. Okay. That is feel there- like heaven on earth when I slip my foot into them. My my bleeding, wounded, you know, decrepit dogs, like, find relief in these Ugg boots and these Do knockoff Do you just refer to your feet as dogs? Yeah. Have you never heard that expression before? No. Like, my dogs are barking. <laughs> uh, no, I've never heard that it's expression. Like a, it's a line from the office. Anyway, I, I just, I'm only human. And in that moment, I really, I, I was humbled and... I knew that I had no choice but to walk out in these Uggs. So for the majority of yesterday, I was walking around Soho in my very cute dress. Okay. Very cute dress, cute little tights and black Ugg boots. It was, it was a, it was a great look from the um, calves up. Knees up. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that from the calves down Chandler looked, I mean, here's the thing about knockoff, like Uggs are already in bad taste. They already look bad 99% of the time. No offense, everyone, but you know it's true and you know you are sacrificing your dignity for, you know, the comfort of the sheep fur against your your dogs. They're not bad when you got a pair of sweatpants on and a sweatshirt. 
that's like whatever when you're I wearing mean, no, black it, nylons it and a dress so, i'm sorry it even looks, sweatpants and a sweatshirt with ugg boots like i'm sorry oh i don't mind that at all up. You've I mean, given no, up. that's a look. That's a certain casual look I'm fully invested in. Oh, I realize it's a look. It's just a bad look. It's a it's like I don't a very, mind it. It's a very much like an American, like I have given up. I yes. have no like I don't know. I don't I don't approve of like the sweatpants in public look that everyone is so into right oh. now. Oh my gosh. Says a woman who barely puts on a pair of pants to drive to Starbucks in the morning. I don't drive Let's- to Starbucks in the morning. I make coffee at home. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, when you're on vacation, we're all in we're all in pajamas, I hobbling think, our way to Starbucks. I think drive-through attire is a totally different animal. <laughs> I do drive-through attire is a I totally just, different thing than even you cannot, walking in don't, to pick up a mobile order. You are honestly taking on a Kate Middleton attitude about Uggs right now, and I am not here for it. it I just I don't churn. own a pair of Uggs. I never have. Oh, bitch, Lauren, you literally bought the knockoff Amazon Uggs, and you told me about them. Fuck. This was a long time ago. Oh my gosh. I, I oh even forgot my about gosh. it. I even forgot about it. I would like it. to apologize to our parents for the cussing that just happened, but you guys, Lauren's a liar. No, okay. I forgot about I'm throwing about the book at you through I my for- laptop right now. I forgot about those. Anyway, you know what? I'm like Dr. Laura. Do as I say, not as I do. Okay. I'm telling you, I'm telling you guys the truth. Any sort of UG, any sort of knockoff UG, it's not a good situation. Chandler looked really great yesterday until she didn't, and then she looked pretty bad. <laughs> what did, what were your thoughts when you approached our our table at Mercer Mercer Street well, Kitchen? I didn't know anything was amiss until someone <laughs> you know prompted me to look below the table. In which case, you know, all, my sense of reality completely shifted from beneath my feet as I as I looked down and saw, as you put it, your dogs nestled in those black ankle Uggs. <laughs> so bad, Uggs. It was pretty trashy. I mean, and then like we go to meet like cute fewer finer who's like um she's a gal who like owns a jewelry brand in Brooklyn, and I'm just like I have to walk in there in UGG boots. So I of course make a you know I have to make a public apology to all of her staff. Saying I'm sorry for my footwear. I just like I honestly felt so embarrassed. I was like holding my sweater in front of my my legs because I was so ashamed. Well, are you basically screwed too now because you have these blisters and so all shoes are gonna hurt? No, I just think I'm gonna put some new band aids on and I just can't wear the loafers anymore. The loafers are I don't know what to do. Does anyone have any solutions for me? Because from what I've heard, just like loafers suck all the time. So I don't know. Can I talk to you about a product that you love, that Courtney loves, and that I love? Please. Early bird CBD gummies are so phenomenal, everyone. They are the perfect 2.5 milligrams of THC and 12.5 milligrams of CBD. So this concoction, it gives you the warmest, gooeyest feeling. They have the magic formula. I love the watermelon flavor. That's my favorite. I also love using them when I know I need to get a good night's sleep and I can sleep in. You guys, we love Early Bird CBD so much. We reached out to them to see if they'd be interested in sponsoring the show because we were like, these products, these gummies, everyone needs to know about them. We're going to tell them about about them anyway. So maybe we can get paid to do it. And honestly, we just cannot recommend them enough. We have a link in our show notes. You can go to earlybirdcbd.com. Use code POPAPOLOGIST20 for 20% off. Earlybirdcbd.com. POPAPOLOGIST20 for 20% off. Do yourself a favor. Try the gummies. They ship to all 50 states, everybody. You got to try it. Earlybirdcbd.com. Lauren, as we made our descent into New York, you know, from our beloved Guana Island trip, Mm. I got excited thinking about coming home to like my more simple routine food, like my Mm. Clean Simple Eats protein powder. Yeah, I feel like it's such a good staple because the protein powder, if you blend it with ice and water, you got vanilla frosty, essentially, if you like the Simply Vanilla. If you get chocolate brownie powder, you've got a chocolate frosty. You could do the mint chocolate chip, you got a thin mint frosty, or you just dissolve it in milk or water, and that also strangely tastes really good like chocolate milk it's a super fast easy quick snack also i just love that the ingredients are clean they're grass-fed it's 20 grams of protein for 110 calories it is just the best protein powder out there everyone go to cleansimpleeats.com and use the promo code pop apologist for 10 percent off that's pop apologist for 10 percent off cleansimpleeats.com pop apologist for 10 percent off Anyways. Oh, anyways. Well, okay. What else? What else is happening? We're here. We're here till I depart on Thursday. So two more full days. Two more full days. Uh, I'm going to have to get wheeled out. I know. <laughs> Do you know what? I can't. 
to get out of my brain and every time I say it I feel like an imposter because you say it all the time what and I actually said it like an hour ago I uh full stop I don't say that all the time. You say it all the time, Lauren. I used literally to say, say it, it, and you—I don't think I've said the words "full stop" for a, a year. Well, it's—it was pretty annoying even then. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, so, okay. Uh, do you want to hear this next story? And why I'm I was sure, talking about it? Sure. sure. It's actually this is going to take a darker, a little gross of a turn, and I'm apologizing. This, I'm. This is also now a warning that if you're in this, the ch- if you're in the car or whatever, sharing headphones with a child, you know, skip about two minutes ahead. Okay, can um, I also give a warning or a disclaimer? Yes, please. This podcast is going to have no organization, you guys, and Chandler and I are just going to be literally talking like this We're the entire free time. Flowing. We're fl- so free-flowing. Th- yeah, if you think that there's going to be some uh, gorgeous, structured, you know, song and dance coming up, right. not happening, Diane. Not happening. So anyway, anyway, your expectations accordingly. Right. Um, yeah, there's okay. no table of contents. Yeah. So basically, I took the bus for mm-hmm. I've taken the bus before, but I've like I take it by myself for the first time in New York. Um you took basically the bus? Yes. I've been seeing this is this is my journey. I've been seeing this pair of jeans from Abercrombie on Instagram. Okay. And okay. have you been seeing these? Or am I just gonna no, observe? No, it? I it's have like not. they have like this cool like button fly where like it kind of like it's kind of like uh asymmetrical. Anyways, it's really cool. I really like them, but I've been seeing them and they're only at there's like a Goldie, a Goldie pair, and then there's the Abercrombie version, which is cheaper, obviously. So I'm like, okay, I really want to try these jeans. I'm impatient, and I really want, you know, a cute pair of jeans to wear when everyone's in town. And the only way I could get to Abercrombie, there wasn't really a subway that I could take. Uh, I I had to take the bus, or I was like going to have to Uber or walk, heaven forbid, which wasn't in the cards for me. So I get on the bus, and my my ride there is. 100% normal and like perfect and I'm like wow I'm just truly a city woman I'm so ready for this new part of my life I'm just like embracing it I take a few selfies you know I just am like this is my new life I just take the bus I take the train you know whatever and I don't know why like the, the I don't know why the subway and the train feel different to me but or sorry the subway and the bus feel different to me because they shouldn't but they do um anyways okay and oh uh, Waiting I, for this story to get exciting, but please continue. <laughs> I go to Abercrombie. I go to Abercrombie. I try on the jeans. I actually have a transcendent experience where the jeans – I texted a lot of people telling them how great the jeans were, um, and I'll maybe I'll do a little story about it because I actually feel like these are great jeans. Anyways, this is where things take a dark turn, okay? Finally. I, I want to know why you're telling us this story. I get on the bus home, okay? I get on yeah. the bus home, and it's pretty crowded, and, you know – Lots of people on it, and I'm just kind of like, whatever, it's going to be annoying. I'm going to have to stand, okay? And I've been on the bus for probably f- – I, I had to wait a little bit for this one because I missed the other one. Anyways. Oh, my so, gosh. This is bus- a story that will never end. I know. But continue. But, and the guy across from – like, across the way starts masturbating. <gasps> what? Yes. Yes. Okay. This was not what I, I know. expected. And you're like, <laughs> where's the climax? When is this going to get better? I'm like, well, it's, it's about to take a real dark turn. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Stop it. I Wait. Know. Okay. So this is like actually not uncommon, which is like I've seen TikToks about like crazy stuff like this. And like it's not, this is not uncommon, sadly. Wait. Okay. So, so he he's doing this. And how far away is he from you? This is mom had the same exact questions. He wasn't close to me. He was like, I, like he was probably was seated probably at this in the seat right behind the bus driver. And I'm like, like, you know, like the halfway part in the bus where like more people get on. I'm yeah. like standing over there. So I'm not like sitting next to him or anything. But I think a, a girl had come in, had come into the bus and sat next to him and then she like left. But then – and then this amazing woman is just like, bus driver, there's a passenger. You need to, to – you need to kick off this bus. Or bus driver, there's a man who needs to get off this bus. And okay. the bus driver didn't do anything and nobody cared. And then I got off on the next stop because I was like, you know what? This concludes my experience today. Wow. I mean, doesn't that happen on the subway a lot too? You know, I actually feel like I haven't seen it happen on the – I've never seen it happen on the subway. And I've actually – I've only seen stuff happen, like stuff related to it on the bus. I don't know why the subway feels different. I mean, clearly this person is not in their right mind if that's – if this is something they feel comfortable doing. Um, Did you – did this happen after you got on the bus or was it already in progress? Like are you flattering, your, flattering yourself at all with this oh story? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> 
I'm not even going to answer that question. I'm just next, curious. Next. I'm just curious. Wow, you're literally as bad as like journalists like interviewing Britney Spears being like, oh, so please. when did you lose your virginity to Justin Timberlake? You're, I'm like, just saying, what were you wearing? Were you right. asking? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, um, I, was, I was literally, yeah. Yeah. So anyways, that happened to me. And I remember then, you know, one time. I summoned the strength to then record this podcast with you. Wow. Thank you. Honestly, Trauma. that is like a very jarring it's, and gross yeah, thing. Because the thing about it is that's scary is like you don't know what else they're capable of. Like they're willing well, yeah. to defy that so, social norm. What other social norms are they is, willing to break? This is what caused me to use the term full stop with mom because I call mom and I'm like, oh, this just happened. And it's just like mom's the person you call when, you know, trauma happens. Mm-hmm. And I call her and I'm just like, honestly, it's just like, you know, I think – as a woman, it's just like I, I feel like I have to create this really hard exterior shell because I'm just like afraid of men all the time. Okay. And men are just like scary. Like not – I'm not like you're saying K like I'm like, you know, a crazy person. No, no. That's like, not that – you know what I'm saying? To, that's but not you, what I meant to but, say. But like Mike. I was just talking to mom and I'm like, you know, yeah. I just feel like as a woman, men are constantly a threat to you. I'm saying K apprehensively because I want to know what mom's going to say. Right, that's right. What, that's what I mean. And also I actually have another story to tell you. Oh, after gosh. This. Story time but, with Chandler um, today. Here's the thing. Okay. So mom says – I'm like, mom, I just feel like as a woman, like mom just like plays – is playing devil's advocate slightly. And she's like, I, you know, men, she's like, you know, you know, it's weird. She's like this anti-feminist or she's like, you know, men are also threatened by women too. Or, you know, like you would be surprised if we looked at the statistics and I'm like, what? Really? And then I'm I'm pretty sure. I was like, what are all these datelines you watch? And then I just said to her, I was like, honestly, I do not, as a woman, I walk around all the time. Like it is inherent for me as a woman to feel threatened by men. I don't think men lay awake at night thinking women are going to break into their apartment and kill them. Right. For sure. And I was like, full, and then I said, full stop. Oh, okay. Anyways. So that's where the full stop came. And from. then, yeah, that's where the full stop came from. And this that's the conversation we're show. having. It's such a winding road. I'm so sorry, everyone. Sorry, not that it's it's entertaining, but it's definitely this chaotic. is just like literally. This, this honestly, you came to pop apologist to hear me have a conversation with my sister. This is what it is. Yeah. Okay. This brings me to my final story, and then I will stop. Okay. You know, unloading. But okay. basically. Mm. Not a great I, choice. Okay. My, the super in my building is like this, like, you know, burly Polish guy. And he's, you know, he's definitely got a gruff way about him. But like, re- I had my sconces replaced in my apartment and he was like hanging out like with the electrician while they were doing it. And we just got chatting mm-hmm. about like, like art. And like, he actually has like a lot of beautiful art. And like, he, he's kind of collects like antique stuff. Anyways, but like, he's just, he's also not the type of guy. Like, I've seen him like look at my butt before. Okay. Okay. You know, and so I'm like, uh, I just like he's not the type of person where I want to be like alone in a room with him. Yeah. Totally. And so what's been happening is that he's been sending me pictures of his art. Oh no. Like he's like, so, you guys are friends now. Well, yeah. And like, but I'm like, is this harmless? So then, like, but so then I tell no. Ben and I'm like, I'm like, it's fine. Like he sent me a few pictures. He sent me like a few pictures after that conversation that day of his like pieces in his house, which was like fine. I was like, oh, those are beautiful. And then, like, today he texts me, like, a few pieces no. when I think he was, like, out and about, like, looking at stuff. So now we're, like, fully friendly, which is, like, it's not – Chandler. A, like, this, is, Chandler. this is the problem. I know. Let me cut in. I'm sorry. But you are not friendly. He's hitting on you. Well, He's but- trying to keep a conversation going. He's not interested in your opinion about art. Well, I know he's. I'm not like he's not asking for. This is the thing. Like, there's not. There's a little bit of a language barrier. He's not like asking my opinion. I think he's just like. Like he's just like sees nice, and I I was like, oh, you got to show me like you know which stores you go to. Like I was trying to be friendly as well, but like it's just now like now he's like sending me pictures of art, and I'm like I don't really want to respond to all this. And I but I'm like, it's just is this harmless? Is this just friendly? Like I just I I've been raised, and I feel like my brain thinks that all men are like dangerous, and but I'm like and but I'm like oh or is it just like a normal friendly person? I don't know. Okay. So what did what did Ben say when you showed him? Um, Ben was like, "Yeah, it's a little weird." He was like, "Just like you know, whatever." He, but he wasn't overly concerned about it because he, it's not like he's like, he's not like, "Hey, are you there?" Are you you know, like I didn't respond for forever, and then I just yeah, said, "Of course." Wow. But he's hoping that you'll respond well, and like you guys will start chatting. He knows I have a boyfriend. Chandler, if he guys think. That even if you have a boyfriend, if you're willing to respond to them, you are interested in a second boyfriend. You're interested (laughs) 
in some a side piece. I'm not kidding. I like mean, this I is just, how people no, I'm think. Not, I'm not saying that like yeah. Anyways. I thought you were the like very like world weary urban cool person. How are I you? Think, and how Where's the naivete I, coming I mean, into play? I think it's just like you know people are generally nice, and so you know I mean I'm not like I'm I'm being very polite. I'm I'm not actually like not even responding. But anyways, it's just like the world is a scary place, y'all. It's spooky season. <laughs> I remember one time I was driving on the freeway and a guy um, in his truck did the V thing, like put a oh, right. V up against yeah. his mouth. Are you with me? I feel like you might have no, been with we had, me. We had another choice freeway experience with men, but that was I was not there with you. What? Wait, what was our choice freeway experience? Do you remember when we were driving back from Salt Lake and that guy started um, also masturbating in the car next to us? <sighs> you know, honestly, it's like my memory. I remember something happening, but I think I was driving and I didn't actually no, see it. I was driving. Oh, okay, well, I don't. I don't think I had a good view, but maybe a, I. Did. Yeah, I, I mean, don't, I don't remember. It's like it's like one of those things where it's, this is so dark, but it's like it's like it's like one of those things where you know what's happening, right? You know, yes, you know, it's coming back to me a little bit. I just I feel remember like, we like pulled off the freeway and like sat in the McDonald's parking lot for like because we were like minutes. So we were terrified. Out. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, exactly, because that's the thing. It's like you don't know what these people are capable Literally. of because they're willing to defy. These like very strong, you know, mm-hmm. social boundaries and right, norms. right. So, yeah, um, and it's just so. Then when people play devil's advocate, you know, men are also threatened by women. The thing is, women are physically weaker than men. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. Full stop, if you will. Right. So, Full of course, stop. we we are naturally more vulnerable. Okay, uh-huh. it's just the reality. Right. It's just the reality, and so I. I don't apologize for our fear. And here's the thing that's also uncomfortable. Your super knows you live alone in his building. He probably has the keys to your apartment. Like it's just like kind of sketchy, you know? Right, right, It's not a great feeling. Like I would get a doubled if I was you. I would get a separate lock. Well, I have like – I have a separate lock. I have like a Okay, good. Yeah. That he doesn't have a key to? mm -mm, You can't have – like you don't have keys to a deadbolt. Okay, good. Um, Yeah, because that's the thing is it's like you need to be able to just like rest easy. I'm really not – too overly concerned about it but i do think i just need to like you know maybe be a little bit less friendly because you know some men just you know think everything is a freaking hint guys think that if you want to talk to them that you are interested in some like if you want to carry on any sort of banter text back and forth i mean texting i'm not and i'm not i'm not doing that at all i'm not like but men will think that if you do right right if but even yeah if you if you respond at all even Correct. Ugh, yeah. it's, it's a gross world. But this world. is why it's like, you know, to some degree, danger is everywhere. You just got to be vigilant. And today and over the past two days, I felt like I've had to be extremely vigilant. And I'm a little sick of being vigilant. Okay? That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Also, I guess I will say that um, Ben said he would set up security cameras for me. He has oh, like good. an extra one that he was like, I'll set up one up in your hallway. That's so mom of you to have like a security camera. Uh, It literally inside my own house, but I like I was. It was like so hot when he told me that. I was like, oh my gosh, you're like literally the best person. And mom has like hidden security cameras in her own bedroom. Who knows what they're for? Who knows what they're for? If anything, they're just to catch us as we potentially like pilfer clothing from her closet. I mean, yeah, they were literally for her children more than more than for intruders. Absolutely, yeah. Lauren, the wall behind you, it's quite barren. What's going on there? (laughs) You know what? I find getting things framed to be very stressful. And so I've just never done it. I don't basically have anything framed in my home. And it's sad for me. It's very sad, which is why we are so lucky to be sponsored by Framebridge right now. Yes, I am so excited to correct this wrong in my life. What's so great about Framebridge is for other people also intimidated by a gallery wall, if you go on their website, you can just very quickly, easily upload like five photos or whatever it is, and they will send you different dimensioned, cute frames, beautiful, sleek, modern, so you can just hang your gallery wall and it's good to go. They make it very easy on a layperson like yourself. Everyone, see why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com. 
Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app. Okay. Well, anyway, okay, let's get so now that we've gotten this dark and heavy territory, let's try to move on to, you know, something lighter. Let's talk about Real Housewives of Salt Lake City because- let's- this is a really special season for us. Oh my gosh. So exciting to see one of our nearest and dearest, the one and only Angie Harrington on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Chandler, what was this like? It was kind of an out-of-body experience I, for me. I will tell you that I watched this on my you know little laptop and I was starstruck the entire time. I actually watched the episode twice because I was so starstruck. Because Angie is like are one of our nearest and dearest. I mean, she's been on the podcast. I used to work for her. We love her, you know, beyond words. And so seeing her on like one of our favorite shows was just, yeah, out of body for sure. Yeah, it's just so strange to see someone you know for years. years yeah, on- since college. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that, okay, we have to just get into the drama, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that, okay, so everyone, if you're watching Salt Lake – you know the drama right now is Angie threw a party and she threw the casino night and there's big drama because I'm just going to recap it briefly. She um, told Lisa Barlow that she had invited Whitney to the party and she kind of you know, was talking about the party with her and Sarah Jane. And then six hours later, she got a call from the caterer and the cater or the, a text and the caterer said she could no longer do the party anymore. Um, right. Now, what's interesting about that is Lisa Barlow is very, you know, very in with these caterers and they work together a lot. And it was six hours after she had talked to Lisa about the fact that she had invited Whitney. So, all you know all circumstantial evidence points to the idea that Lisa shut down the the caterers doing the party right correct and, yes and that is because and for people who aren't familiar Lisa and Whitney sort of have a beef and Whitney and Angie are friends and also kind of uh in a funny way cousins um through like you know some great 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 grandfather right right and so the idea i think Basically, what we all think is that Lisa sabotage, tried to sabotage Angie's event. And here's the deal. So the caterers actually posted on Instagram and were like, you know, we would we would never like do anything to, you know, like we're just a small business. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. this had nothing to do with Lisa essentially. And they actually posted the text, like text between messages. them and Angie and stories. And the thing for me that – seemed like extreme like basically was the smoking gun was angie flat out asked them would you do this event for full price because they kind of played it off like hey like angie asked us to do it just to promote our business and we did that wasn't a right, right. a good business decision for me yeah but for us and angie asked them well would you do it will you do it for full price and they said no and my question is you're a small you're a business You've already ha- – you have this night free. You've already, you know, like mm-hmm. been talking with this person. Why would you not accept a full price right. event and making more money? That doesn't make any sense. It seems vindictive in my opinion. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So I think it's actually abundantly clear what happened. Um, and it's super messed up. Right. Um, super messed up. I think it's going to be interesting to see how the rest of this drama plays out throughout the season. Right. Um. Obviously, for Team Angie, goes without saying. A hundred percent. I mean, Angie also had a phenomenal first episode. Like she brought it. I think she's. Yeah. I. I think she's incredible. I think. I mean, I already know that people are loving her. I actually had some coworkers be like, "Wait, oh my gosh, is this the the you know the person you kind of know?" And I was like, "Oh, do I know her?" Anyways, <laughs> so she's killing it, and we're very excited to see how it plays out. I think what's interesting about. Angie and knowing her is that she's just she really is as 
beautiful on the inside as she is on the outside, like if not even more so if that's possible. Like she's just a really, really good person. And so I think that that's what's going to be interesting for me to watch is like how is this like very honestly sweet, kind, evolved, enlightened person going to be – going to kind of navigate these waters and how will that impact her? And it was, it's so interesting because like I, I'm kind of off social right now. Like I'm basically going oh, I through a phase. Yeah. I don't Instagram? have it on. I'm off Instagram. Okay. I'm basically in a phase where I'm off social right now, but I did, Courtney did send us a link to the drama with the caterers, which I, and I read the comments and it's just so funny because like these people like I, you know, was read, reading comments where it was like, Angie's like, you know, privileged and out of touch or whatever. And I was just like, these people have no – it was just interesting. Like these people who don't know this person at mm-hmm. all have seen mm-hmm. her on television for 20 minutes right. and suddenly they know her well enough that they're ready to just excoriate her. You know, right. like – and you're just – you're just like, what? I mean, like, it's, you don't, it's crazy. You don't have a clue. This is like this person is actually such a nice human being. Her husband is such a nice human being. Right. And it's just – I don't know. It just – for me, I think what's very interesting is it's baffling to see how emotionally caught up people are about mm-hmm. strangers. Well, and That's how what's fascinating. quick they are to vilify them. Yes. And to just like I, – because I saw like polls on different Bravo accounts being like, you know, what do we think of Angie? And like literal like gamifying it. And it's just like – I don't right. know. I mean – yeah, it was. It's kind of weird for us to see like someone who we like know very well, um, in that way, and also just like you gotta have a thick skin, and she does, and she'll be great. But it's just it's funky I mean, and definitely makes you reconsider. The woman hosted an event that raised, we know for a fact, a million dollars for a cause that supports transgender youth. Like, I'm sorry, that's not good enough for you, fucking well, people. Literally, like, and get, give me a break. In like a very orthodox community that honestly is not supportive of trans individuals. I saw one comment that was like, you know, you had two outfit changes and all those diamonds there. You could have just – let me tell you something. What? Okay? If you don't have an, the event, no one comes, no right. one donates. You have right. to put up the money. You have well, to create some dazzle and experience for people. It's all out of pocket too. It's yeah, not like, like this was like sponsored. Well, and obviously she did like ask the caterer to do it to promote their own brand. Right. But that's what everyone does on these shows, you guys. Everyone – People try to pay for as little as possible because there is enormous exposure and it is a great opportunity. Oh, yeah. Guess what? If we had – if if she had said, hey, pop apologist, if you want to come into town and do some live podcasting in the corner, well, you know. Well, nobody's got to listen, but you can just sit there and, you know, don't eat too much with of the catering snacks. With your logo, yeah, mm-hmm. and do some, you know. With your logo. Li- with your live banter in the corner. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to pay you, but you can do it. Right. You better at bet I would have had my ass on a comedy oh, yeah. to Salt Lake. You betcha. For that gig. Okay. No and I would have. For these broads. These witticisms would have been free of charge. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if I was a yeah. caterer, I would have, or any sort of service provider, any chance to get on TV is a great opportunity. And so I totally understand that, especially when you are hosting something that's for a TV show, that's a for-profit TV show. Mm-hmm. Why should you pay to, to basically create a set for create a TV content. show? Yeah. 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 Anyway. Anyway. Ugh. We, yeah. It gets my blood boiling. It, yeah. Insane. And people are just the worst. So actually, I'm very proud of you for taking a little break. Oh, from social? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just something where I feel like it's not good for my mental health. It's like not absolutely not. It's not good for my mental health. It's not good for my attention span. I think it's just overall, honestly, I don't even like the person it turns me into. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I'm just trying to really reevaluate. So yeah. okay, would you support me having a um, a blog, Chandler? I think so. No longer. I w- well, because I was thinking, like, what if I don't post stuff on Instagram anymore, but I do yeah, like absolutely. have some sort of online just I mean, like if you want to like Yeah, right. Absolutely. If you want to have a creative outlet or a place where you write and post things about your life, absolutely. Like I mean if that if that's like if you don't if you want to have a blog where you're not like on a news feed where you're not just being constantly faced with other people's stuff, like I totally support that and understand that. 
Well, I think there's something interesting about switching to just a personal blog where you aren't, by posting something, you aren't actually putting yourself in someone else's phone, like, mm-hmm. or on someone else's feed. Like, right, if, they go, saying, yeah. if they go there, it's purely because they are interested and well, want to consume what you're creating. Sometimes I do kind of wish that I could turn off different parts of my Instagram. Like, I wish sometimes that I could just have my Instagram post things, have my friends comment on it, whatever. But then sometimes I wish I could turn off the newsfeed or turn off stories entirely or just have stories on, not have newsfeed. Right. It's it's just too much for it's me. It's too much. And I do – I do. here's the also thing. Like, I want to post all about – I want to, like, have something that documents things but I don't want to be confined to like, okay, well, I need to post maybe three photos from this trip, period, and, you know, spread apart. And you have to come up with a caption that's palatable for people. What if I want to write three paragraphs, six paragraphs about the experience? Right. That's way too much. It's embarrassing. You can't do that. Like there's too many norms on right. Instagram. I mean, literally last night, my my working caption for my photo, I sent it to Courtney. <laughs> I asked Ben about it and he was like, I think it's maybe TMI. But I sent it to Courtney and she's so nice and supportive. She just like said, maybe don't say the word damn. But my working caption was currently downing Pepto-Bismol. But damn, this was good. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I think that's hilarious. Isn't that funny? Then it was like, it's a little bit TMI. Oh, my gosh. Should I change it? Maybe I'll change it back. Should I change it back right now? Yeah, I think you should. I think I'm that's hilarious. It. This is who I am. But that's the thing is it's like I, I kind of want to document my life without having to be so concerned about – like social media norms mm-hmm, does that make mm-hmm. sense right yeah absolutely anyway. the norms are exhausting the, the norms, norms are exhausting the norms are what make you you know think try and think of a caption for three and a half hours and it's just like just post the freaking picture right and it's you know and it's about curation and having it all in one place yeah but i i do think that like the the demand to for other people to view it is where I'm kind of over it. Like, I don't actually care. I don't care to have it in front of people's faces. Right. Which I guess begs the question, well, why have it on like a public facing blog? Because- like, why not just have it in your camera roll? And I just feel like, because then it's completely disorganized. Well, and yeah. I-, I mean, honestly, I like having a highlight reel of my own life that I can go back and look at. Yeah. Easily. And like, I do. And there are family members and people who do like seeing this stuff, right. you know? Like, anyway. Anywho. You're like, which family members? Which family members give I know, a shit? I know. I'm like, which? Yeah. Anywho. I'm really talking like this, a sailor today. I have this no... This also – you kind of talk like a sailor every day. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry, mom and dad. I'm going to really um, try harder. This is what I'm also just going to add. A caveat. If we don't get back to you on Pop Apologist for a while, it's because maybe we're trying to be less on social media. That's my, uh, my catch-all I've, apology. Exactly. You guys, we're trying to be less on social and – but Maybe – and I don't mind encouraging our listeners to be less on social too. I just want to say I was posting a lot of my close friends like the past in the like past few days because I'm also on PTO. I don't really post a lot during work days because I'm exhausted. Right. And I feel like then all of a sudden if somebody responds, I like – I literally can't get my job done, job done if I like feel like I have outstanding things to respond to. It's like an OCD thing I think. Right. But anyways – I was posting a lot on close friends and my friend literally said to me, hey, did you just discover close friends? You've been posting a lot. And I'm like, I'm just on PTO. I'm just living my life. I actually now have the brain bandwidth to be posting a lot. Right. I don't know how people who have full-time jobs and are constantly posting and like reposting stuff on Instagram. I can't do it. For me, it's like, it also, I I just feel like, and this is maybe dumb and no one wants to hear about this. But I'm just going to talk about it. I just feel like, honestly, my inter- the quality of my interior life and thoughts mm-hmm. has deteriorated. Like, I just Aww. feel like like my, my appetite and process of, like, self-reflection has kind of been right. decimated by oh. this deluge of, you know, of content, constant, constant content. Because you're never alone with your thoughts anymore. You're never unless, alone with unless your Unless you're listening – like – I do find that I am like when I a don't have service or I'm like car sick in the car and can't like look at my phone or I'm just like listening to music like, but those moments are I don't they don't happen to me every day. Well, and yeah, and it's like remember when remember when you would just like listen to music and be alone with your thoughts like I, I mean barely I barely remember that yeah, like yeah 
I just feel like for me, I want to get away from it. I feel like it's it's so not good right. for my mental health, how I feel about myself physically. I, like yeah. it creates so many insecurities. It's I mean, just – yeah. It's totally us- toxic. No offense to your boss. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> to Mark. Um, yeah, Mark appreciates that. I mean it is. It's it, – I think – I don't think that most people figure out a way to like have it in moderation. And so if you need to do cleanses or fast or to take breaks, like I fully support it. Um, And also like, as far as pop apologists is concerned, like the podcast is, is where we, I think shine. I think that our social is kind of stuff we feel like we have to do. Right. And like, and I don't think I, I would hope that, you know, our listeners wouldn't care as much if we were, we're already not very active on it. So it's like, what's the point? But yeah, I honestly feel like take all the breaks you need. Thank you. It would be interesting to see what what happens to our numbers if we went off. Like if we just stopped posting teasers and just kind of went off social. It probably would be fine. Like I think about – there's so many podcasts I listen listen to and I don't listen to them because I'm – you know, because they post teasers on Instagram. I listen to them because I'm just accustomed to listening to them. Literally. Yeah. So – Anyways. Okay. It's an interesting question. With that vague threat, we might not be on Instagram anymore. We'll see. We'll see what happens, you guys. I, you know, I, I feel like maybe that would be an interesting episode to do, though, because like we did an episode about how Instagram impacts our body image and uh-huh. our self image. Yeah. But I actually think it would be interesting to get people's feedback about yeah. how like, does social media impact everything else in right. your life. Yeah. I mean, it's so strange. Now I'm just. I know we were gonna try to wrap this up, but I'll, I'll just say, like, I do feel like my brain is just tired. Because I'm yeah. constantly feeding it with, like, images and content and, like, whatever. And I do think that, like, I don't really have any, like, turning off my brain feels like a huge ask nowadays. Mm-hmm. Because even in, like, the moments where, honestly, even, like, going to the restroom, mm-hmm. even walking, you Every- know, somewhere, it's like, oh, well, I'm going to watch stories as I do that. Yep. Yeah. You're, you're always going. You're always processing other people's content, other yeah. people's days. So you're not processing your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I'm off Twitter, if I'm off Instagram, how is that impacting my – like, am, do, will I find more time to work out? Will I find more time to, like, be, like, tidier and clean my apartment more regularly or my space? Will I find more time to read? Will I be a better partner? Or, I don't know, will I just be bored all the time? I don't know. I'm, I don't want to jump to conclusions. But I do think it would be interesting to know what kind of a person I would be like without this constant deluge of randomness. Right. In my life. Right. Yeah. I – I would like to also experiment with it as well in my own life. Honestly, for me, I don't even understand how you keep up because you're different than me, whereas you have so many close friends. Like you have 20 very good friends, right? That's fair to say. Yeah, yeah. I have probably five or seven. And – but my friend, close friends and I don't really talk every day at all. Like, yeah. No. But you, I feel like you are in constant communication with like 20 people plus you're on social. Yeah, like, I don't even understand how I you don't do really, it. I mean, it's so lame, but I just like don't post a lot because it's. I want to just have the space to talk to my friends when I can, and I do feel bad if I can't respond to people. So sometimes, like that, keeps me from posting. Yeah. Well, if you guys are interested in this, I think it would be interesting to get people's get people's opinions on this. So maybe we'll do a whole episode yeah, about it because totally. I did love our themed episode on relationship red flags. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Anyways, let us know what you think, everybody. All right. Sorry this episode, you guys. It's just kind of random sister talk. It's, you know. Winding road. Probably not a hit. We're probably not going to send people back to this episode years later. Guys, check out the uh, knockoff uglets on on Amazon. They're great. But this is is what it is. It is what it is, baby. That's what we can do right now. Yeah. All right. Okay. Signing off. Um, I'm just going to say before we sign off. We do have a new Patreon coming out this Friday. Who knows what it's going to be about? Probably the rest of our New York trips if you want to hear about that. Mm. If you want to know how you can support this podcast, number one is signing up for the Patreon. Even just doing that bottom, that $4.99 tier, it really means a lot. Like the Patreon keeps this podcast going and that's truly the number one way you can support us. So if you're interested, we would love it. If you had signed up, that would be really great. If you sign up for the $7.99 tier, you get two new episodes a month. So anyway, I think that's everything. That's all, all, baby. All right. Love you. I'll see you soon. Love you. See you soon. Bye. Bye.
that's all for now, folks. Don't forget, give us a five-star review. Hit us up on Instagram at Apologists, and we will see you next week, live every Wednesday. Do you ever worry about running out of interesting things to say to friends when you actually get to see them? Then we've got the perfect podcast for you. I'm Eve Yohalem, and each week on Book Dreams, my co-host Julie Sternberg and I use books to explore fascinating questions, like what happened when a Harvard professor staked her reputation on an alleged gospel of Jesus's wife that turned out to be fake? And how did debut author Tom Lynn save the American Western by blowing it to bits? Are pigeons rats with wings or wonder birds? And what's the who, what, when, where, how, and especially why of books found in human skin? Recent and upcoming Book Dreams highlights include conversations with Booker Prize-winning author Marlon James, Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist Katherine Schultz, and Merlin scholar Dr. Laura Campbell. You can listen to Book Dreams wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everyone. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists, owners of The Therapy Group, and hosts of The Shrink Chicks Podcast. Every week, we bring you a new episode where we dive into therapeutic topics like inner child work, dating anxiety, family dynamics, relationships, and burnout. Making them more relatable and understandable, leaving the psycho babble behind. We address the things you've been dying to ask your therapist but don't know how and work to help you stop shooting all over yourself with the expectations society can put on us. Tune in every Monday to Shrink Chicks on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to follow along and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Prepare to learn all about you because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app.